give the hive. Yo, 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 what is going on? Today we are hopping into how to build a niche market. And this has been a topic that actually got uh, sent to us through a DM on Instagram, so thank you for that. But really, that's such a good question. It's so good, and I'm so glad we're getting into this today. Because first off, we have to start, like, what is a good niche, right? Everybody here is in the marketplace and with gurus online. You have to niche down, you have to niche down, you have to get into a good niche. What What is it? How do you build it? Where do you go from there? And that's exactly what we're going to get into today. So a good niche is the following. It's super clear. When you hear it, you know instantly whether you're in a niche or not. Another good area of this is, is there an outcome that's orientated to it? Usually the outcome is to solve a problem or deliver a desired result. But the point is, is that when you hear it, you know instantly whether you want the outcome or not. And then the next area of this is that it has to be specialized. There is no competition between a general doctor and a neurosurgeon. If you need a brain surgery, this is because of the specialized skill set of a neurosurgeon has developed. Same with a niche, right? And the last one that I would say a good niche has to have is that it has to be elastic. You can change more with a good niche than you can with no niche. The old way of thinking about this used to be that there was no overlap between any of our ideas, that a doctor was a doctor and an artist was an artist and a politician was a politician and a business owner was a business owner. The new way is almost as if there's a Venn diagram around all of these and a good niche is sitting right in the center of that. So with specifics in creating your niche in order to create the perfect offer, you need to first set your target on the perfect market. And a market is simply a group of people that you're equipped and passionate about serving. And serving, as we know, means problem solving. So what problems are you particularly passionate about and equipped for solving? I know there are a number of customers who think, yep, I know exactly what to offer people and I'm certain on what I'm good at and what my best value to my marketplace should be. But most of you are just like where I was when I first got started. And that's okay. It's literally what this podcast episode is for. I had no idea what to offer. I read all these stories and followed up on thought leaders and social media and wondered, what can I do so I can make that kind of money? And people will tell you, and uh, yeah, it, it's tough, right? People will tell you that people buy from you, they have to like you. That's 100% bogus. Business is about value and cash. If you'd like to test me on this, go out and offer as much value as you can for the next year. Make people like you so much that they click like on every Facebook or Instagram post that you write and comment on every picture you post and see how much you get paid. You won't get paid anything. You'll accumulate fans and followers, but your bank account will stay exactly the same. This is not the goal. Your income isn't dependent on whether your market likes you. It's dependent on whether they trust that you can help them do something and that they know that they can get the result that they have in a short amount of time. This means for you, you have to have great consulting business. You also need to be wise in selecting your market. 
It means that you have to be niche down in those Venn diagrams like we talked about. And I know this from a lot of experience that a great offer and bad marketing is a dud. A great market and a bad offer is a dud. And a great market and great offer and poor marketing is a dud. Thinking about this has led me to create the model of who, what, and how. And then living inside of that middle part of that Venn diagram is truly where you want to be. But let's get into the fine details, the minutia of this. If this is your first time building an offer, do me a favor and fight the temptation to dive into the weeds every second of the way. Just go over this podcast a few times, look at the model once or twice and try not to get lost, then go through it again with a pen and paper and start building. This is going to be a series of questions that we've designed to help answer the key questions of niching down. So let's go over uh, the prescribed set of questions that we got for you. We're going to identify who you serve, who you want to serve, and what you can do for them. And then we'll circle back and answer them all in great detail. The who and what of what we actually do. Who do I enjoy serving so much that I might even do it for free? It's a really good one, right? Would you do what you're doing for free or would you have to charge somebody to do it because it's such a painstaking process or you hate it so much or you're so bad at it that you can't imagine doing it unless you got paid? Does this market possess the, uh, the required income that's necessary to pay at least $1,000 for a solution? If not, your market cap's not high enough. You're not looking at the right audience set for this. The next question I want you to ask is, what are the problems they're talking about the most? And then start thinking about what are the things that they struggle with that they don't want people to know about? This is a really good one. This is a really good question for us to start digging into. How long have they been dealing with these problems and keeping it a secret? And then we can start looking at some price hacking. Because cost increases based on two things. The length they've been dealing with the problem and the pain associated with dealing with the problem without a solution. What I've just given you is the roadmap to identify the perfect market. And if answered correctly, you will now understand who they are, what they're struggling with, and why they want it to get fixed. If you don't have answers right away, that's totally fine. I didn't have my answers for it right away either. It's going to require thought and time. Here's an example uh, that I want to share with you. So let's look at this from um, some the standpoint of a church, right? Does this market possess the required income necessary to pay at least $1,000 for a solution? Most people would say no because their finances are bad and most churches fail. Yes, you can create your own nonprofit, but if you want to create a business, then the market has to have the income. In the past, I would have told people who had had offers like this, uh, you know, it's not a great business because they're all poor. But you can still pivot this because schools have figured out a way to pivot this. Does the market possess an income? Because oftentimes they do, right? Oftentimes you can get that amount of money over time. You just have to think about getting funded from different ways. Are there government programs? Are there different group fundraising activities that you can do that are going to bring in these big bulk orders all at once? These are really important questions because it can give you niches and problems that become obvious. So as our example, uh, the answer to this question would be that they are embarrassed financially most of the times because they don't have enough 
people there to keep it moving, to keep it vibrant. But could you do this for a school? Sure. Same thing, right? But it's now how do we become in this spot of getting ambassadors? How do we get down to making sure that the teachers are experienced, that the staff is experienced, that as a director of a school that you're not going to be embarrassed financially because your teachers don't have the money or your students don't? How are we starting to stack these niches so you're getting the right results? Now, if you could start talking about these, the market would feel like you're reading their minds as if they haven't already talked about it openly, though. And when you raise it up, they're thinking, oh, my God, this person actually does exactly what I need. You wouldn't be able to write about these things if you weren't asking these questions, right? So how long have these people been dealing with these problems? The reason you need to ask this question is because if they were dealing with the problems for two weeks, they're probably not desperate enough. They've been dealing with it for two years, they're probably desperate. They've been dealing with the problem for 20 years, they're probably so cold from it that they're not willing to make a change. The ideal time is right in the middle, not too short, but not too long. And when we talk about price hacking, this is how we can start to move through this. So you're probably thinking, Alex, I thought that creating an offer was about the market, not about me. Well, yes, that's partially true. In fact, it's probably closer to like 90% true. But the last thing you want to have is a great offer for a good market and not be passionate about selling it to them. And when you get on the phone or you build out websites to sell and collect money for your package, they'll sense intuitively that you don't care and that this will be a bad thing for your revenue. Also, you don't want to burn out on the first three or four clients. And I've seen that happen time and time again because they're just not that passionate about it. You have to be in alignment. Who do I serve? What do they need the most? What do I enjoy to do? And what am I the best at doing? And if you can answer those qualifying questions, then your market is going to respond accordingly. Here's some qualifying questions that I use for mine. Can this market simply go to Google and easily find a viable solution? The answer needs to be no. How expensive is it if they hire someone to solve this problem and the person gets it wrong? It should be very expensive if they get it wrong. Not life or death, but expensive. How quickly can you solve the problem for them? Here's a hint. The sooner the better. How certain are you that you'll be able to deliver a great solution that works? Another hint. You need to be a thousand percent or you'll struggle to sell the offer. And after going through these exercises, are you going to have more clarity on who to avoid and who to target? I hope so. Guys, go back through, listen to this podcast episode a few more times because you're going to find value. And especially when you run through this exercise, you're going to get results that others won't.